If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. episode of sports betting by dummies i am your host patty parlays and joining me as always the faceless wonder himself tyler tyler welcome in uh hey patty what's up good to be back i was gonna say it's it feels like it's been forever i know it's only been like a week but it's uh it's felt like a lifetime i've missed you i mean we play call we play some games don't act like you didn't talk to me that's right i i I do actually talk to Tyler and Diz outside of the podcast, believe it or not. Communication. Don't believe him, folks. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Diz cannot join us. Diz has a flat tire, so he's working some things out. So hopefully he'll be back with us for the next episode. Um, But nonetheless, since we have been off for almost a week, we are going to give you everyone, you viewers, you listeners, a week in review. We a lot can happen in a week, especially in the world of sports, and so we will uh, get started. So Wimbledon was happening. Happening. Diz has been very profitable on Wimbledon, so I wish he was here to give us an update. But I can at least tell you that Wimbledon is over. Uh, Djokovic ended up winning the men's side. No real surprise there. Um, and then in women's, some woman named Rybakina? R-Y-B-A-K-I-N-A. I don't know who it is, but I feel like you nailed it. Yeah, well, she won the female side of Wimbledon, so congrats to both of them. That's a big deal. Another major in the books for the uh, tennis folk. Um, I believe the U.S. Open is coming up, but I don't know how quickly it is coming up. Um, but... I'm hoping Diz will give us some information and be able to uh, help us with uh, betting on that. All right, Tyler, I will give you the option. Do we want to talk NBA next or do we want to talk golf next? It's all you. You're the host with the most. You steer the ship today. Let's do NBA then because it's a big golf weekend. Um and so we will do NBA next. All right. So not much has happened over the past week in the NBA. I mean, do you do you agree it's kind of been a lot of rumors, a lot of talk, but not a whole lot has happened since our last episode? Uh, we have had summer league games, though. True, true. But on the, like, trade rumors, free agency rumors for the people that are left, uh, been all talk lately. The, the talk of Miles Turner uh, has ramped up yet again as a Pacers fan. Every opportunity uh, yeah. that comes up, they say, oh, Miles Turner, he's on the trade block. Talks are getting intense or, you know, really starting to grow. But uh, I don't know if I will believe it until I see it. Well, I know Windhurst, or Windhorse tweeted out today that we could see that the Pacers are basically just – locked on eight and they're not giving up that uh you know if they're not gonna play sign and trade with you know if the Suns don't want to do a sign and trade with them they'll just send an offer sheet which will mess everything up for the Suns because if they send an offer sheet 
the the Suns will have to either just let Aiton go or they will have to match. But if they match, Aiton is no longer a tradable asset. Interesting. If they match, that'll ruin the Kevin Durant sweepstakes for them. They will be out, and it will basically be the Heat. But that's a tough one, too, because you can't have two rookie max extensions on the same team. So they Bam and Simmons can't end up on the same team. So that really messes up what you can trade back. Okay. Wow. That yeah. is... So the Pacers are basically trying to bully the Suns into giving them Aiden at this point. So the Pacers are kind of in the driver's seat here. Right, but the Pacers can't send a full max offer sheet for eight like rookie max offer sheet for Aiden because uh they have to clear up a little more cap space, you know, with all the Celtics players they received. <laughs> so they'd have to they'd have to like, you know, basically try and give up a pick and like Tice for cash considerations, stuff like that. Okay. You know, just dump some salary before because right now I think they can only offer like twenty six point two million instead of like thirty million. Gotcha. So that's I think that's the biggest cog right now is they're basically just being like, Hey, look, we're gonna you know, like either you play ball and sign and trade with us or you know, we're just gonna ruin everything for you. Make you commit make you commit to an eight and offer. So which let's. Will... Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, which would not really what they want because they think they could get KD from what I'm seeing. Okay, so if you are let's let's just look at this from a Pacers perspective. If the Pacers get DeAndre Ayton, do you see that as an upgrade over Miles Turner? Uh, Offensively, I would think yes, but I don't know. I do. I think it would be an upgrade personally, but I mean, he's, you know, he's a little younger. Mm-hmm. He does a little bit different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. On offense, you can actually give him some post touches where miles is basically just three point shooter. Yeah. Kind of like, you're, you know, picking, pick and pop type of guy. You can run more pick and rolls. You can post him up. Uh, a little more of a lob threat than miles was too. So, yeah, I know, and, and and I agree 100%. And I actually think I like Aiton better for a lot of the reasons you too. And a lot of times, too, especially since we're so, like, guard and shooter heavy, um, we could do a lot more, like, inside-out basketball as opposed to having five people running around the perimeter and either having to make a, you know, isolation move and, you know, do that. You can actually throw it down low and attract some attention and then free up some shooters on the outside. So I actually like that. Yeah, I mean, like we said, younger too. So, and I'm, Miles' contract's coming up anyways, I believe. So, yeah, that's you can get him locked down. If you can get him locked down now, um, I know the TV rights deal's coming up in a or in what like three, two or three years, and the salary cap always jumps a ton at that. So, if you could lock him in at, you know, a current rate, he'll be a good deal for a year or two after that when the cap goes up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like it. I'm I'm all the way here for it. I, I would love for the Pacers to get DeAndre Ayton. Um and then, 
you know, be running a good a good crew there. So, I mean, it would be a nice nice young squad for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, anything else NBA wise you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, I mean, summer summer league odds stuff like that. I mean, we'll do futures at a later episode, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean. It's ballsy we'll to do futures then. before free agency and everything's done. I mean, yeah, but you know, I'm you know me. I'm a big cash out guy, so I like to try to capitalize my, my on theory, some value. I like to sit there, take teams that I think are going to look good early regular season, you know, to mid regular season, just get you know go and cash out like your regular season teams. So I'll have some of those for us on that episode, but yeah. I mean, we'll have more NBA to talk later. I mean, we have nothing but time at this point, right? Because we're we're the dog days of summer. There's no NBA. There's no NFL. So right. So we'll save those futures for a day where we don't have anything else to talk about. Like you said, we got golf and all that. Golf, tennis. Yep. All the fun stuff right now. Yep. Absolutely. Um. So let's go ahead and transition into golf. So Tyler. It, you're not a huge golf guy, but in case you didn't know, the last major championship of the year is this weekend. It is the Open Championship at the St. Andrews Golf Course uh, overseas. Um, so one of the big things that the people have been doing, and we've talked about it briefly, but to kind of prepare for this weekend's championship, they've been playing overseas on similar courses, similar conditions. So the one two weeks ago was the Irish Open. And uh, some character named Moronk won that tournament, but there were some other notable finishes. So Shane Lowry, Lucas Herbert, and Aaron Rye tied for ninth place. Our boy Seamus Power, along with Padraig Harrington, tied for 30th. And then Tyrell Hatton missed the cut. Now, the reason I bring up Tyrell Hatton, I'll tell you here in a little bit. But um, then this past week's tournament was the Scottish Open. So not the Irish Open, but the Scottish Open. Very similar. Um, and Xander Shoffley won. Um, and then Kurt Kitayama finished second to qualify for the Open Championship the weekend before it happened. So that's big for him. Um, but then uh, other notable finishes, Fleetwood uh, and Patrick Cantlay both tied for fourth. They both played very well last weekend. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who won the last major, tied for sixth. Jordan Spieth and Com Smith tied for 10th. And our boy Maverick McNeely finished tied for 16th, Tyler. My favorite. Um, and then Tyrell Hatton, who I mentioned missed the cut at the Irish Open, tied for 24th with Stuart Sink in the Scottish Open. And then people that missed the cut, Lucas Herbert, Scotty Scheffler, Morikawa, Z-Spot, and Justin Thomas. So a lot of notable names actually missed the cut last weekend. Um, Ooh. So, I have a couple questions for you, Tyler, just from a gambling perspective and just your overall opinion. So, a lot of the favorites, like Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, uh, Z-Spot, Will Zalatoris, they missed the cut this past weekend at a similar course and similar conditions that are going to happen this weekend in the Open Championship. Does that make you want to stay away from those guys, or does that even make you maybe want to take them even more because 
last weekend was such a fluke, and because last weekend happened, their odds maybe are a little bit better this for this weekend than they would be if they would have played decent or if they would have maybe even not participated. Tyler, did I lose you? My AirPod was going in and out. I had to swap AirPods. So I missed most of what you said there. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll run it back. So a lot of the favorites, like Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa, a lot of those guys missed the cut last weekend. Now, All right. does the fact that they missed the cut make you want to stay away from them because it's a similar condition, similar course, and they're not in great form on these courses? Or does that maybe even make you want to take them even more because you know they're good, you know they'll bounce back, and you know that their odds maybe be a little bit worse this weekend, or better this weekend because of how they performed last weekend than if they would have just not participated or would have performed well in the last tournament? Um, well, I haven't done the research. I would make sure you do the research on how they normally play on courses like this. Maybe you go back and check out like last year. They play on this course once a year, right? I'm, I'm trying to think if it's this course. This course is one of the most famous ones for this championship. I don't know if it's always this course, but a lot of these courses are similar. Yes, I would agree. But this style 100%. course. Yeah. Like, I'd go back and check if, you know, like you've said before in the past, basically, you kind of think of this as trying to, you know, beat the book, find some place that they made a mistake on a bet like this. Absolutely. Like, I'd go back, basically see how, if they're good on this type of course in the past, maybe just had a one-off, if they're normally bounce-back type of players, you know, go and do that kind of research before I'd make any bets on it. But, I mean, like you said, you can normally get added value coming off of a bad performance on a player. Absolutely. And then um, I mentioned this these couple of guys, but uh, this is where I think it gets tough. And I think though, you need to do the same kind of research you were just talking about, but back to back weekends, we've had people playing on these types of courses and I'm not sure how to evaluate when a person does well one week and then does poor the other week. Right? Like uh, Tyrell Hatton missed the cut at the Irish open, but then finished tied for 24th, at the Scottish open. Or Lucas Herbert, who finished tied for ninth at the Irish Open, but then missed the cut at the Scottish Open. Those kinds of guys might just be stay away from me, but I'm curious as to what your thought is. Um, I'm not really the golf expert, but like you said, uh, I don't know. I'd basically just go down, look for names. That, like Basically what I do, me not really knowing golf, I'd basically go down, look for names that sound familiar. They have, you know, decent odds and then go from do my research from there. That'd be how I would approach it if I were making golf bets. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like where your head's at. I mean, I know my limitations on sports <laughs> knowledge, so. Hey, there, there's a benefit to that. I'd rather hold my money than lose my money on stuff that I don't know anything about. You're not doing a Diz's Degenerate pick and just picking some random cricket match and trying to get some money off of it. Right. Awesome. Well, the last thing we have to talk about is the baseball, Major League Baseball. Um, so the All-Star announcers, or All-Star announcers, the All-Star rosters have been announced. The, the All-Star game is next Tuesday, July 19th. 
Um, so the gambling for next week will be limited, Tyler. Now, the bright side of that is I am expecting my first child on Monday, a week from today. Ooh. So if he comes on that Monday, that might be clutch because there won't be a whole lot to talk about, not a whole lot to gamble on, so I can focus on him. Little Marty Gale parlays. That's right. That is right. But um, I do want to mention a couple things. So there there have been some hot teams in the MLB, Tyler. So the Baltimore Orioles have won eight straight games. There you go. Seattle Mariners have won eight straight games. And then the Los Angeles Dodgers have won seven straight games. Now, the Dodgers one's the least surprising. Obviously, they're kind of the best team in baseball. But uh, all it took for the Mariners to get hot was for that benches clearing brawl that they got into with the Angels. And the Angels have been not good as usual, correct? Correct, yes. The Angels have been horrific. I think actually the Orioles just swept the Angels. So, uh, yeah, the the brawl kind of did two things for two teams uh, going in separate directions. So, um, got some hot teams in the MLB. you love to see that. Um, no one has lost a significant amount in a row. I mean, obviously the teams that just got swept by the Orioles and Mariners have lost a few in a row, but nothing, I think, more than five games. So I didn't really call those out. Uh, the card, our Cardinals, me, you know, me, longtime Cards fan here, have kind of been on a little skid too, have they not? They, they did have, they come back win on, or they did beat Phillies the other day. They, but, they did win yesterday, which is big time. Yep. But yeah, I think they won like two of their last ten or something. Um, haven't been great, but uh, hopefully that changes. I saw. Uh... Mustache Miles burned some sage. My my friend Pence was telling me around the uh, around Bush Stadium to get the bad juju out before that win. They did, they did, and the the thing that's been struggling for the Cardinals has actually been their hitting. Um, that that'll happen from time to time, but uh, we did see a little bit of a comeback to life last night, and uh, our guy Albert Pools uh, hit his. 1,377th extra base hit of his career, bringing him to a tie in third place with Cardinal great Stan Musial. So, Pretty good. Pools, they, and it's funny because uh, I read an article that said, like, Oliver Marmol, who's the manager of the Cardinals, was just thinking, like, what can we do to spark the offense? What can we do to get going? And he's like, Pools, Pools is our guy. So they put in Pools. He went like three for four with a home run, and uh, they won the game. So uh, shout out, Pools. Doing his job. Mr. Reliable. I mean, Cardinals legend. Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty, Tyler. Anything you want to talk about, touch on before we uh, move on? Uh, I want to know. Just to go back to a little NBA talk, but not gambling talk, but uh, how do you feel about uh, Chet so far? I, I know he's a massive figure. I didn't see much outside of his first game. I know he really went off his first game. Um, he seems to be doing fine, at least he was after the first game. Um, but He got absolutely bullied his second game. Really? Yeah, by not really a world beater, Kenny Loft or Lofton Jr. 
he's about I want to say like six 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 seven, but like two sixty, and he absolutely bullied Chet. And and that was going to be my kind of comment, and that's why I, a lot of times I don't put too much value into these summer league games because, like, especially someone like Chet who's a center and he's small. When he gets into a game with like a DeAndre Ayton, even or you know someone of any kind of size, there's a good chance. Joel Embiid. Yeah, exactly. There's no way that he can guard someone of size like that. Right. Like I'm about half the size, half the height of that man, but I think he maybe weighs like eight pounds more than me. I saw. Yeah. And I'm considered pretty skinny myself, so it's. I know I certainly couldn't guard Embiid in the post. So that's just a tough look for him. Right, so he's he's going to have to bulk up. I mean, obviously we won't see too much of that this season. Maybe next in between the next two seasons he'll be able to bulk up a little bit, but he's going to struggle defensively. I, th- I think there's no, no doubt about that. I mean, he'll get blocks. He's just not going to get, you know, he's not going to be a post defender. He'll be a much better, uh, like, help side defender, I think. Mm-hmm. I know he is a very divisive uh, player, though. Everyone's got an opinion on him. For sure. For sure. All righty, Tyler. Let's move on to the Dumbest Dummy competition. Now, Tyler, I have a suggestion for you. Let's hear it. We may have to go to Diz for a third opinion on this, but we have had one episode so far in the month of July, and it was like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. My suggestion was going to be that we just start fresh on the dumbest dummy and best bets because I don't have any idea what we bet on on that episode. We could obviously go back, listen to the tape, figure all that out. But I think we just start fresh and go from here for the rest of July. Uh, good call. I think last time I was just still trying to ride with the uh, boost, so not really. You know, trying to figure out a different strategy for this month, I guess. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll start fresh on the dumbest dummy and the group best bets for July. So I have a well, I didn't originally have these picks, but I think I'm going to do them anyways. So let me let me go in here. So my dumbest dummy picks that I'm going to do is I am just going to ride the hot hand. Oh, I probably can't even bet them yet. Well, there's one of them. So the first one I'm going to do is I'm going to bet the Baltimore Orioles. They don't play until tomorrow, but I'm betting the Baltimore Orioles money line versus the Chicago Cubs. And then... And then I'm going to bet the Seattle Mariners... Moneyline versus the Washington Nationals. Two hottest teams in baseball. They're playing not very good teams in the Nationals and the Cubs. So I am rolling with those guys. Do you have bets, Tyler, or do you uh are you no. waiting and uh, reevaluating? I will probably mostly have bets on Fridays because the only sport I really follow that's going on now is MMA and 
you know, the UFC fights are on Saturdays. So I probably will basically only be participating on Fridays. So we'll see how it goes from there. I'm with it. I am with it. I mean, like I said earlier, though, I just I don't want to be making putting out Beth for stuff I know nothing about. I don't want to be, you know, give the people advice on stuff I don't know. Don't want any. I know I don't. I don't have any Diz stands like Diz, but I don't want to lead my lead my fans astray. I love it. I'm all the way here for it. All right, Tyler. Group best bets. Um, my first suggestion. We kind of already talked about this, but I want the Phillies Cardinals first half under four and a half runs. So. We just talked about how the Cardinals are struggling struggling offensively. Um, Aaron Nola is pitching for the Phillies, so that's that's a good that's a big deal for them. But then also we have our boy Miles pitching, Miles Mikolosh pitching for the Cardinals, and we know he's been lights out this season. So mustache Miles. Yeah. So I, I like the under four and a half in the first five there for that game. Another under that I like is the Mets Braves first half under three and a half. Max Scherzer and Max Freed. I think it's Max. Is it the Battle of the Maxes? That's that's electric if that's the case. Maximum max action. That's right. Let's see. Where did that game go? It is. They are both maxes. So we're in the battle of maxes. We're taking the minimum. We are going under three and a half. I'm with it. And then we need one more game. And I think for this one, Tyler, we just fade the Rockies and we do Padres first five money line. Sounds good to me. Okay. So to recap, we have. Phillies Cardinals under four and a half in the first five. We have Mets Braves first five under three and a half. And then we have Padres first five money line versus the Colorado Rockies. Cool. All right, Tyler, that leaves us to the Hail Mary parlay of the day. Did you read the notes? Do you know what the value is? I did not today. Okay. Now, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Only eight games tonight in the MLB. Uh, there might be nine games, but I only took eight of them. Um, but do you have a guess as to the value of a eight-leg parlay all baseball picks will produce? Um, 120. Wow. That is $1 to win $121.76. Oh, you, Man. You, you were so close that I wondered if you cheated today. Uh, I did not even open the email, so I can send you that this is unopened. Very impressive. Congrats to you. Um, but the first leg has already happened, so that's on me. I should have got that out early. But it's uh, I had the Royals' first five money line versus the Tigers, 1-0 after five. That's a big win for us. And then the rest of this, we have Marlins' first five minus a half versus the Pirates. White Sox first five money line versus the Guardians. Phillies Cardinals first five under four and a half. Mets Braves first five under three and a half. A's first five plus a half versus the Rangers. Padres first five minus a half versus the Rockies. And finally, Giants first five minus a half versus the Diamondbacks. 
Alrighty, Tyler, anything you want to get off your chest before we call it a Monday? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Slow, slow time for sports for me right now. It's, it's a slow time in sports for just about everyone, but, uh, hopefully the Pacers make a splash move, get us DeAndre Ayton and, uh, go Surge, baby. Hey, they looked great in that first summer league game. Not so great the second one, but. I feel like, uh, I, I want to say I saw that we were like, it was against the Kings, right? The second game. Yes. I want to say I got a notification from the Pacers app that said we were up three with like five minutes to go, and then we ended up losing by like eight. Yeah, sounds about right. But they absolutely dog walked. Uh, I forget, I can't even remember who it was in that first game of summer league. It was that bad. Yeah. It was like a twenty point. They're up like seventy four to fifty or something at one point. It's when I said, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna find something else to watch." Probably wise, probably wise. Um, Mathurin didn't look nearly as good in his second game as he did his first. Is that correct? Yeah, but, you know, that happens. Yeah, yeah. Seems to be a common theme. All righty. Well, then, uh, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. Also, make sure you go to our YouTube. Go to YouTube, search, type in Sports Betting by Dummies. Look for the black and yellow logo. You, black and yellow logo. You cannot miss it. Please like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. All the feedback to help us make this show the best it can be for you. Uh, but thank you again for listening, watching, all that good stuff. Um, we hope you have a nice, profitable start to your week. And we will see you all on Wednesday.